many people are aware of the problems at hand already, especially considering recent global events. We are beyond the point of seeking sustainable solutions, but require, instead, regenerative solutions. These solutions are found in the form of permaculture, food forests, and other traditional farming methods. Our overall goal is to build and reconstitute communities on these lands, healing the scars left behind to show it can be done, and to bring these methods home to you. With your donations, we seek to purchase land so that we might return these places to their rightful place. With your help, we seek to restore the balance of man and nature, not separate, but together in harmony. To get more people to listen, to see that the solutions we offer and have been offered for a very long time are real, requires physical proof. From the private citizen to industry, the smallest creature to the largest, wild or domestic, we believe we can all work together to make this happen. Together, we can bring nature home. All right, welcome to Heimdall's home. This is Celtic God speaking. Um, so far right now, it is just me, so I hope everybody enjoys the lovely timber of my voice. I hope everybody's doing all right. Harold, uh... Harold from Sweden is going to be joining us in a few minutes. Um, currently, right now, he's he's having dindin because it's that time in Sweden. So I recommended to him uh, chewing is optional, swallowing is mandatory if you're going to eat, and uh, to hurry up with his little self because he, he's just a tiny little feller. I just want to pick him up, put him in my pocket, but he'll be here soon enough. Uh, so again, I hope everybody's doing all right. Um, Ike is—he's uh, finishing something up real quick before he heads off to uh, to his place of labor. And Hans is at the moment playing with his nephew, as one should. So, what we're going to be talking about today—and I, I sound a little bit different because I'm on uh, on my wireless headset. And the reason why I'm on my wireless headset is because Finrace before had suggested something wonderful and reminded me, hey, I have a wireless headset, so I don't need to sit in front uh, in the um, in the apartment doing this this live stream. I can sit outside in the sun and enjoy the sun and the wind and the animals buzzing around as I do the stream. So that's what we're going to be doing today, sitting outside enjoying uh, what nature we have access to. So, uh, yeah, anyways, there's been many questions um, about Wilder Homes, or the Wilder Homes Project, which, here, let me get a link up here to the GoFundMe for that. Because, as mentioned in that commercial, we are currently trying to accrue funds. That's the fancy $2 word today. Accrue funds to purchase land. Now, people have asked things like, well, where do you plan on purchasing the land? The first bunch of land we plan on purchasing in North America, and then we want to hop over and purchase land in Europe. 
the reason for the land purchases is to build pagan communities on villages towns if you will um, we have a plan for how the land might be distributed so that people can live there the the emphasis would be the people that can't do so so cannot do so on their own they're far from lazy they're just trapped in modernity and they're trapped um, basically by cost of living so a lot the the bulk of our people are in um, if you look at the standards of living income versus what people actually make many of our people are actually in poverty I want to give our people a chance to get out of that now you'll you'll listen to some of these uh, more well-to-do people and they're like well just get a place out in the country well that's hard to do when you're already working three jobs uh, well two or three jobs because at least in um, in the Americas and it doesn't matter if it's in America or in, in Canada what people end up doing is they'll tr they try to get full-time jobs and there's even a lot of full-time jobs out there uh, what they do is they don't actually work you full-time hours full-time hours will allow you to get the the um, access to the medical insurance for instance in which case in America at least and so far as I understand in and Canada as well the company has to help you pay for that insurance however at less than 36 hours a week you still have access to it but you have to foot the whole bill yourself so even a full-time job is not a guarantee of making ends meet not to mention you know the prices of rent uh, of food of all these other expenses that people just don't think about so what you end up with is people working two and three jobs to barely afford keeping a roof over their head which is why you end up with the husband and the wife working all the time both of them working two to three jobs just to keep a roof over their head and food in their belly at the same time and this to me is absolutely destructive and when you have these people that's pretty well off then turning around and telling our people well it's your fault just get a better job well there's jobs out there you just don't want to do them well this isn't true there's no person that I can think of that's in their 30s or in their 40s or even in their 20s that's like you know what I want to be I want to be a dishwasher at McDonald's I want to be a dishwasher at the taco blow they do these things because they need to do them or they don't work it's simple as that I've been in these positions where where I've been, where I've had to work these kind of jobs and it, it the intention was it's just an in-between job because a little bit of something now is better than a whole lot of nothing um I see Hans uh, Hans happened to pop in how are you doing Hans hey um seems to be a bit quiet today yeah I'm uh, I finally managed to wrench myself free <laughs> and everyone that's listening in uh, yeah I'm, I'm just trying to catch up a little bit what you've been going on about for the past what 15 or so minutes maybe um, uh, a little less than that because I started a little bit late um, but what uh, I was talking about was why the Wilder Homes project and who it is that we really want to help which is the people that stuck in this poverty cycle um, by modernity 
and that they aren't mm-hmm. lazy, regardless of the fact that they don't that they have money or don't have money, they aren't lazy. I, I've met very few of our people that are actually lazy in the sense that they just don't want to work, that they just lay around and stuff Cheetos in their face. Obviously, I've met those people, but they are the extreme minority, and we're not trying to help those people. We kind of brought it up before. There is a difference between work and between a job. And I can totally... Uh, you know, and for many people, they will... For them, it's both are the same thing and what have you. Good for them, I suppose. But the, the main difference... Um, maybe to lay out real quick is work basically means that you're doing something of value it helps it helps those around you uh, you feel satisfied by completing you know whatever work it is that you did and it's a worthwhile endeavor a job however that's just a nine to five thing you do just to scrape by enough uh, money so you can live so you can do and it again really not even live just do it again do it again there is no yeah yeah that's perhaps also a typical thing about work usually there is an end to it a job that's just endless day in day out the same robotic lifestyle and for those people who enjoy that good on them uh but the vast majority want something more to to feel satisfied in life right uh, and they're stuck in the cycle of slavery because effectively that's what it is they're stuck in this cycle of slavery that they just can't get out of. Um, and, and I've run through even, finances before. What's that? I would even go further and say that it is worse than the slavery we've seen before in history. Because now, I mean, if you compare it to in the past, yes, slavery, always a bad thing, obviously. It's not something that our people, uh, you know, or people abhor it. It's that simple. Even, uh, even if you have... Uh, those of our people who are corrupt and take advantage of such situations, but that's the thing, they are corrupt. But a healthy a healthy whitey, yeah, will always abhor slavery, that's why we got rid of it, at least in our homelands, while we could. And I would argue, though, that compared to the past, we actually live in a situation where the slavery is, what you might say, worse, because there is just no escaping it. In the past, you at least had opportunities and you wouldn't always continuously have cameras on your back. Uh, well, and, and that, that, aside, that aside, you could freaking just up and leave. You can't just mm-hmm. up and leave now because uh, I was mm-hmm. I was listening to one of these uh, one of these high rollers, a self-made man. So he so he proclaimed and um they was complaining about people doing YouTube, for instance, or writing books, or trying to to make some money so that they can actually go and do something rather than just going to their job. And how good poor people have it because, well, you got a supercomputer in your pocket. We call it a cell phone because you have this, because you have this that other thing. Well, at one time, a steel knife was a sign of wealth. It no longer is a sign of wealth. And... Back then, and for some reason, like they, they brought in um, the pioneer days of the U.S., where you could literally just pick up and go out and boom, this is where I live, and build a house and stake it out, and and then after so much time, you 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 just owned it, and, and you could start farming or whatever. And they was acting like 
this is still an option today. If everybody in their in the audience right now just said, fuck it, I'm not going to my job no more. I'm going to pack up what I need and I'm just going to go out to the woods and I'm, I'm going to do the pioneer thing. You're going to go to prison. This is against the law now. However, these rich people, they still seem to think that these rules apply or that you can just pick up out of the city and go to a small town, move into an empty house, and just just start working the land or work at the, the local uh, five and dime or whatever, or get a job at the local five and dime, that you can just move out to these small towns and just move into an empty house. Again, if you try doing that, you're going to end up in prison. These are not options that are any longer available to our people. There's things called hunting seasons. There's picking seasons. There's certain plants that you're not allowed to pick. Um, there's laws around what it is that you have to have in, um, like if you have children, for instance, in many states in the U S you have to have electricity attached to a grid. And a lot of states, it's actually gotta be attached to a grid. You can't just generate your own electricity and then get around the law that way because people was doing that. They cut that shit off. You have to be attached to a grid. Um, you have to have the running water inside the house, which is pumped up by by an electric pump or or some variation on. So again, you are reliant on the system. Um, uh, septic tanks. There's a whole big book of laws around septic. Ugh. And, and really, how do you get around this stuff? The only way I could think of is for us to get, get land and start actually working together on this stuff because there are some people that could go out and just do this however most of us cannot just go out and do this i mean i could say screw everybody because uh, i have one quarter of one acre i could just say screw everybody go there kick my cousin and his family off from the land that i have um and just start doing it there it's big enough for me but how does that help our people how does that help anybody else out of the situation that they're in it doesn't and i want to help our people to help our people we need to get land so that we can start creating these towns and when harold comes in he'll he he's he's running a farm he's doing it basically single-handed him and his immediate family and it is an insane amount of work he would love to have a couple extra hands however situations uh keep him from doing that but there, there's an insane amount of work, and the work is not the problem. The 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 problem. Uh, one of the issues is because we don't we don't mind work. We love to work. Actually, we'll find work for ourselves to do. It's the jobs. It's the the getting stuck in this cycle where you get up, you go to work, then you maybe go home. Most of the time, go to another job. Then go home, sleep, get up, rinse, repeat. And you get nowhere. Your your savings don't go up and you're already going without. Because a lot of these, these richer people, they, they try to act like, well, if you didn't buy the iPhone, I don't know anybody with an iPhone. And the ones I do know with iPhones aren't white people. They're not Hyperboreans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I think key is that we can help one another 
do this. And it, but yeah, the, the willingness needs to be there. Um, it, it's like with Wilder Homes project, we we want we want that village to be the first among many. It's not that it's going to end there. No, the idea is that we'll have such places all over, wherever it is that we live. Which right. is well, like if I had forty acres, I would shortcut it and. I might still be in the exact same situation I am right now, but I'd have people there. I would be inviting people there to, to live on it, selling them portions of it, you know, but there'd have to get, be lawyers involved and whatnot, because I want to protect them from me and me from them, uh, protect the community from the individuals and, the the individuals from the community. So there's, there's gotta be a back and forth, a level of trust that's going to have to be met and and insured but if i had 40 acres that's enough to start i don't have 40 acres i have one quarter of one acre and we had six families living on there at one point and we was raising animals and we was, uh we had a garden and a play space basically for all the kids and adults to get together and just be silly together so it can be done it, yes, yeah, th this can be done, and, and what we need to do is actually start working at it together. Um, like I, I know if if I had a hundred acres right now, and I would be like, people, we need nails. People would be sending us nails. They would they, they would go down to their 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 shop, uh, their local hardware store, buy us nails, send us nails, send us money to so that we can get nails. But for some reason, when it comes to we need land so that we can do this, so that we can show an example, so that we can then get this land producing money so it's, it supports not just the people that's on it, but supports itself and maybe generate a little bit extra so that we can then start another one of these villages. Um, th this seems to be a rather huge hurdle to jump. Yes. Mm, well, yeah, it is, a, <laughs> it is a hurdle to get over. But perhaps it would also be interesting for people to realize is that once we can can get into this, once we can, uh, once we have such villages of our own, communities of our own, you will be surrounded by good people that will care, as good you know as much as you do, or at least close enough to, right? And you, I mean, you. It depends a bit on the skill sets of the people involved, but overall. If you can produce your own food, that is, you know, that is less money that you need for going to the store. If you, if you know how to build your own house and you have a forest on your land, maybe you can take down a few trees. You plant a few others there instead and build your own house. And again, that's expenses spared. I mean, I'm just throwing out right. Just well, and the reality of it too is, um. Pretty much, you don't even really have to plant trees. All you have to do is not kill them and, and allow them to grow because forests spread. So that is also another option. Actually, they grow faster when you don't plant them because it takes a year or two for the tree to recover from the uh, transplant. So actually, if you want to spread the forest, the easiest way to do it is just not kill it or not kill the saplings as they come up. And I've had people say, well, where are you planning on starting the first village? There is a plan. However, the best plans need to remain liquid. So if we, if we decide, well, 
we're going before we even have the land we're going to set up in minnesota but then when once we get the money and we go to go to purchase land all of a sudden there's no land in minnesota what happens to the plan it falls apart because now we can't build in minnesota um or what if the land in Minnesota is $100,000 an acre at this time of year? However, we can buy land in Wyoming for $1,000 an acre. Which one should we get? The math isn't hard there. So the only aspect of where currently is in the northern part of North America. And by North America, I mean the country because most of us here are Americans, so... That way, uh, most of our audience is actually American. And that eliminates um, emigration and, and border hopping and all that good stuff. Then do the same thing in Europe. Well, where at in Europe? Somewhere in the north of Europe where it, it snows. Because our people, we thrive the best where there's seasons. And this, when we're getting away from the urbanization... It'll allow us to get back in these cycles, and there's things that you do in the winter that you don't do in the summer, um, mostly because you don't have to worry about the farm fields in the summertime, or sorry, in the winter time. You don't have to worry. Uh, you still have to worry about the animals, but you don't have to worry about the agricultural part of it because that part's done. Now you can s slow down and work on other things. And again, a town, because it's not just going to be agriculture, it's not just going to be animal farming. There's people that have other talents like wood carving, carpentry, uh, blacksmithing. There's a huge market for these things. So if our towns get together and we start working on things, and it's a capitalist system-ish, um, we'll be able to generate money and sustain ourselves and grow and expand. You know, raid the rich to, to feed the poor. Go all Robin Hood with it is one way to think um, about it. What's that? Yeah, and what's important, I believe, for most people also to realize is you're not gonna, we're not going to fix society overnight with this. But imagine the quality of your life improving so drastically by at the very least being in an immediate environment but you can trust everyone where the door doesn't need to be locked every evening. But you don't need to be worried that some uh, some scumbag is going to sneak up behind you and crack you over the head with a brick or whatever it's going to be. These kind of... just Where you know your neighbors and if things go bad, you know that there's people there to help. You shout for help and people actually come to help. You know, rather than run away or become dismissive or call the call the forces uh, just to count the bodies, that kind of stuff. That is that peace of mind that would follow from that. Uh, it would. It's what we. It's what so many of us need. Right. Well, and um, not to cut you off, but Harold just finally joined us. How you doing, Harold? I'm doing very much fine. Thank you. I'm out here uh, feeding the animals as usual. Doing something useful while while doing a stream would have thunk that it is possible. 
Yep. Right. That's how and, it is. And that's kind of um, kind of our plan is to sh- to show off what we're doing because there's been other communities that that have started up. People have done this already. Um, however, they yep. always have a tendency to um, uh, isolate themselves. They isolate themselves, and then the rumors start going around about them, about how they're evil and they're bad, and I don't know, they eat babies or something crazy because they're isolated. And what Harold is doing is one of the things that we plan on doing, uh, except for um, hopefully by then we got the money so that we can do do it a little bit differently, where we have somebody going around with a camera and just show us actually doing things. Do well, We might go... I don't know. We got somebody at wood carves. We go in there and show him carving wood, uh, doing wood carvings or whatever, or making chairs for the community, or go out and be like, hey, this is how we're doing some of this restorative farming to, to restore nature. And we're creating uh, permaculture and food forests, and um, this is how we handle our animals. So we we can actually show, and then when we do celebrations, showing that off so that we're not insular. Right. You should really name one of your sheep Harold so that whenever that happens, we can say that it was Harold that did it. <laughs> the <Right>. buying sheep. <laughs> yeah, it must be the one with the biggest balls there then. Well, I know <laughs> I know that you got um, heritage sheep. Um do those have the same problem as the other sheep where they fall down and then they can't get back up? The, the what? I, I had to hear... What did it say? What type, Heritage sheep. Yeah, yeah, you got the yeah. heritage breeds, right? And yeah, I asked, yeah, do yeah, they yeah, have yeah. the same problem as the other ones where if they no. they fall over, they can't get back up? No, of course they can get back get back up. <laughs> so the, the, yeah, yeah. the heritage breeds are superior because if they fall over, they can get back up and not suffocate to death. Yes, same with my cows. They can get back up. So, it's, it's not an issue. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Because I was watching a, a, um, a documentary thing. I was showing, like, farming techniques and why this and why that and why this other thing. And one of the things that they showed is once in a while, the, uh, the sheep will just fall over. I'm guessing they get drunk or something. Who knows? But they just, they'll stand there and then they'll just, like, topple over. And then they can't get back up. It's crazy. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. No, never experienced that ever with this breed. They're very fast and agile. Right. Well, and um, Fenrith, he brings up that the uh, Nordic countries are are, are good um, because of the, the small towns and simple folks and not large cities. And, and yeah. here's the thing is there's a lot of small towns in America. Unfortunately, the way that society has been geared, they're dying. Right. So, and people, for whatever reason, refuse to help each other because they're, yeah. they're too worried about what I get, what I have. And or the ones that are willing to, they have a tendency to be spread out and they can't afford to get closer. So that they'll have a quarter acre here, a half acre here. Um, which, uh, an acre is smaller than a hectare. I think an acre is three quarters of a hectare. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think it's about 40%. Oh, okay. Either way, I know a hectare is, is bigger. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So let's run with half. Let's, let's average it out and say an acre is half of an, half of a hectare. Yeah. Um, sure. You guys can look it up, but just for the sake of, 
of ease half as easier to work with. So, right. Um, anyways, a lot of these people, they don't own a lot of land, so they can't really get together on the same piece of land because there's there's just not enough of it. And then they're spread out by miles. How do you work together when there's no money to be traveling back and forth like that for 5, 10, 20 miles to go help out? Not your neighbor, but somebody that lives on the on the other side of town and then out in the country over there because everybody in between is too busy worried about themselves. Is this actually a community at that point? I would argue no. These are two people that know each other and they'll help each other out when they can. However, both are effectively on their own. And we need to get over this nonsense and start getting right. together and actually doing things. So like um, you, You've talked about noticing a distinct shortage of hands on your small farm. And it takes time yeah. just to walk across it. Yeah, sure. I mean, they, I mean, people are always useful, uh, and sometimes, uh, even on a small farm, it would have been very beneficial to have a lot of hands uh, helping with certain things. You know, that are very time-consuming for one individual to do alone, and can become very laborious also by doing just yourself. So. Right, and and then yep. you're you're also a blacksmith. So yes. if you had the hands that. Uh, can't necessarily here's the thing is you could be doing the farming with the sheep and uh, the cows and i believe that you had or are going to be getting chickens again um yeah we have we have chickens but we don't have 500 anymore anymore. (laughs) um but then you could have people to take care of those while you blacksmith and maybe teach somebody how to blacksmith so now you're getting more done on that same amount of land and is there as much of a profit per per head well potentially um but does that really matter if we're working for our people i would argue no is the land able to sustain itself is it able to sustain the people that's on it and are you able to generate any kind of of extras that you can expand that's where these questions of working together come in and yeah all the individuals need protected within from the group and vice versa because if I showed up and you gave me like a little corner of your land um, and, and I, I work for a couple of years and all of a sudden I decide, well, I don't like Harold anymore. So I'm going to sell my little corner of land to Abdul, Abdul, Abdul. Um, I'm effectively screwing you over and I'm, I'm selling it exactly. to him specifically because I don't like you. So to part of the process will be drawing up legal paperwork to protect the community from that kind of thing happening. Or, you know, I decide, well, I don't like Harold, so I'm going to set up a noise-making machine, and I'm going to go away for three months while this noise-making machine just goes off. Right. We need to protect <laughs> the community from that kind of nonsense. Same as if the community decides that they just don't like me because I'm a hard-ass, they can't just take my little bit away and be like get the hell out of here even though i'm, I'm actually right. doing everything for for the the community sometimes that will happen so you need to protect the individual from the community and the community from the individual and i understand this same as um you've yeah. run into this situation too like before you actually got it going we was talking and you had these not hard plans otherwise you would have failed 
but you had these pretty set up plans. I'm going to do this and then this and then this. How many of those plans actually worked out the way that you planned it? Well, most of them worked out, but not in the time schedule planned. So the time schedule was was not good enough because it was too much that needed to be done in too little amount of time. Uh, but then, of course, there's certain things that that change. The plans changing because, yeah, you you have to leave room because, especially farming is extremely dynamic. Uh, you know, things change. Your, uh, you know, your surroundings change. The situation changes constantly. So you have to be a constant observer of change, uh, and then you know make accurate um, adjustments to those changes in order to to be successful. Yeah. So yeah, Which making is, too hard plans is 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 probably not going to work out. You're going to have to leave that room of flexibility inside of of your plan. Right. So, a, exactly. Otherwise, it just crumbles under your feet. So you have yeah. to be able to be flexible. Which, at the state that we're at right now, there is a plan in place, and it's a broad plan. We can narrow the plan right. down to fit the situations and the circumstances as we go. Um, because yeah. every place needs a well. Okay. Yep. Well, how do you dig the well? Well, you dig the well differently in hard soil than you do in soft soil versus in rock versus in sand. Um, the right. depth of the well might vary greatly. You, you might have... You might only have to go down 200 feet in one place to hit the hit the uh, the water table. In another place, you might have to go 1,500 feet. So if you say, okay, well, we're going to drive a well and we're going to lot this much money for the well. Well, what if all of a sudden the well has to go just one foot further than you planned on? You don't hit water. Right. And right. the whole plan falls apart. So that's why yeah. the such broad sense, because I know some people, they're, they're like, well, your your plan is half-baked. It is not half-baked. It's a general plan because right now um, we, we're we not in a situation where we can make hard plans. Right. No, exactly. And, uh, you have to leave room when, when you don't. When you're not on, especially when you don't even have a place. I mean, how much can you even plan? I'm, I'm for instance, I'm doing, uh, for the community right now, I'm doing uh, house drawings and blueprints for... For different communal buildings and and just private housing and so on but i could draw up you know a whole village of things of how everything would work with the infrastructure of roads and water and and heating and all kind of things to make everything 100 percent optimized for everyone uh, in you know efficiency and in economical uh, perspective but it doesn't matter because uh even if i do that you know, the the land that someone will require won't fit to that scenario. So, yeah, at that point, it's better to just make the individual houses that's possible to make and, and so on, but leave the bigger sketch until you actually have something non-fictional to, to you know, um, to work around. Right, and... and um... And then there's the idea of the people, too, because you might draw up this plan where you require everybody to know what they're doing. But then the people right. that you can get, they're, they're hard workers. They are all in. They want to work hard. They're willing to learn, but they know nothing. Right. Well, now you have to teach them how to do it. You have to teach yep. them how to do this thing, which was not part of your plan. Right. 
Or they can go the other way around. You figure you're going to have to teach everybody how to do stuff, uh, which is kind of the route that I'm taking. I'm figuring everybody's going to have to be taught how to do what I consider to be basic, basic things. Um, but then you get some people that do know how to do the stuff. Well, now all of a sudden the plan becomes easier, and that's it's kind of a militaristic view, really, is plan for the worst and hope for the best. And we're planning, right. we're we're basically trying to build this up, planning for the worst. The which is why um, before the show we was talking a little bit, and I told you, you know, I'm tra- uh, I'm I'm kind of ah because I'm trading crypto to make money. I've generated a tiny f- sliver of money. But I have actually made money at it. Uh, the right. the more that I can put into it of my own money, the more because I'm not going to gamble other people's money. Let's be honest, this is kind of a gamble, and I'm not going to risk other people's money. But I will risk the money that that I have banked up. So we're right. doing that. We we have um, the magazine out there. That's another way to generate money for the Wilder Homes Project because the Wilder Homes Project. Uh, um, slogan is all roads lead home. Everything that we're doing is going towards this project. Um, the subscribe star that we set up where we, we put out, uh, little articles on the subscribe star, uh, stuff that people probably didn't think about. Some of it's fun. Some of it's just straight educational, dry and dusty, but it's full of education. Uh, we try to keep things a little bit more fun on there so it's enjoyable to read so people will actually read it instead of be like, ha, 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 I got this fancy book that I've never even opened up. Um, because we want our people to think. We want our people to do. We want our pe- We want to actually help our people. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're trying to generate money in many different ways, and we even set up the, the GoFundMe so that if people want this, um, you can just donate straight to there. We have the Anchor Podcast. You can support us through there. Um, but the honestly, as far as just straight up support, um, the GoFundMe, honestly, is the best way. Um, the second best way is through um, through supporting us on the podcast, buying the magazine, um, supporting us on the Teesprings. I forgot about that. I was asked by like 50 different people to set up Teesprings. What kind of things would you like to see? I try to put things up on there. I try to keep things a little bit fresh. Um, it's met with a resounding failure, but it's still there, and I'm still messing with it because I was asked for it. These are all ways that we can work towards making this this dream that really we all have a reality. And it's, it's got to start with one place. And I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, He's just trying to help himself. Odds are, I'm probably not. If we can get these things going quick enough, I will probably never live in one place long. So I, I won't be able to just stop and be like, ah, there, I've done it. Because I'll be going from community to community, helping them um, get things moving, get things started. Things get on evil, even keel. Now I'm off to the next place. Optimally, that's the way that'll work. And, and it'll never fucking stop for me. I will keep going until about three days after I die. Right. Yeah, but it's 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 all about. I think that what a lot of people need right now is just to get a sense of that something's actually happening. I mean, everything in these circles are usually very very fictional. So, and wrapping yourself around fictional things is 
not always very easy. And especially it's very hard to get people trusting you when you're only fictional. Yeah. So as soon as we have boots on the ground and and the first piece of land is purchased, then of course the opportunity has opened itself up. For instance, here in, in Scandinavia, I'm working and saving up money to to be able to uh, offer land to certain individuals um, that I find uh, good to have in, inside of my own future community, so to say. Even though the community will not be mine, I will just have offered the space for it. Uh, right. So, and there, there'll then, be different you know, approaches for different areas as well. So, like, yeah. you, you might do do one thing because um, we're kind of linked together, and if Wilder Homes is big enough, we'd we'd throw money at what it is that you're trying to do because I believe in what it is that you're trying to do. It might be slightly different from what we're doing, might be slightly different from what this other guy is doing. But we need to start getting together. So we're offering a place where we can start pooling our resources. Like, well, I don't have that much money. I only got $1. Well, $1 towards this goal is $1 closer towards this goal. Think of it like nails. If everybody chips in one nail, next thing you know, you can build a house. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you know how the construction of a house looks. (laughs) Well... I, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> first yeah, you need course. the temple. Oh, well, we... First you need the dirt to put yeah. the house on. That's the very first thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly, and, and it's one step at a time. And, and you know, especially just what I'm doing now with the designs, for instance, with houses, is, is is finding you know affordable housing. So if people put in the work themselves, people even of a young age can save up a bit of money for a few years and they they will be able to afford a home. Uh, the houses that I'm designing is going in around it's 400,000 Swedish kroners, so that would be about $40,000, 40,000 euros. And compared to how much it costs today to buy a house or even to build one, um, generally speaking, it's uh, very, very affordable. All right, well, uh, on that note, Finraith ha- has a question, so I'm going to cut for a commercial break to get people to come back after the commercial break on the podcast, um, and then I'll read the question and you can answer that. So we'll be back in just a moment. <coughs> All right, uh, Finraith is asking, I'm assuming you, where in Sc- Scandinavia are you, Harold? I'm in, uh, in the southern Sweden in the region called Västra Götaland. It's on the west coast of Sweden. West coast of Sweden. We call it the front side of Sweden. Stockholm is the back side. It's called, it's called, it's called the a- a- asshole of Sweden. Uh, so yeah. you guys are a bunch of dicks. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is one of the things I like. Yeah. I, I actually like about, about Harold is Harold understands the importance of play, whether it's physical or verbal, verbal sparring in a way. <laughs> Because it is. These these things, it's part of community building. If you can't play with somebody, how much can you actually trust them? Right. And it's it's one of the things that actually got me to trust you is you can take as good as you give. You don't just take. <laughs> you also give. And you're not shy or, or you're not scared to play. And you can understand no, play. No, yeah. yeah. I hope I do at least. <laughs> No, I try to not take things too seriously with 
especially with online. Uh, I don't take too much seriously there, except um, uh, you guys here when we're speaking about serious matters. Uh, but no, it's it's important to have a good balance in in your mind of knowing when to play and when to not. Right, and That's I'm I'm sure when define. I'm sure when when we first started talking, you thought this whole thing was a half baked half baked idea and it's just going to go away in a few months. But here we are. I think it's over a year, and we're still still putting in the effort, still actually working right. towards it. Yeah. And exactly. and actually, I, we've upped our efforts. <laughs> Which, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, this is it's just to the point of that this is what needs to be done, you know, slowly by surely by individuals to to then create a community of people. And it's kind of, everything starts with individual and in, uh, individuals, you know, uh, mind of an in, uh, invention or, you know, something that they they thought of. And that's where it starts. So it's just, you know, the, the the load is very heavy to pull when you're alone, but the more people that chip in and the more people that contribute in, in all kinds of different matters, it does not only need to be economical, it can be in other ways, um, you know, that will bring ultimately the reality of a community closer. Uh, not a community, several communities, because of course, uh, I'm based here in Scandinavia and you're based in America. So, yeah. There will be se several place, places uh, to, to do that. Uh, I mean, I, I, will, I will privately finance the community that's going to be here uh, because, yeah, that's just the way because, I'm going to do it. And if because wild, right now it looks like project, that's... Right, and currently yeah. right now it looks like that's what you have to do. However, should right. Wilder Homes, um, the, the Wilder Homes project blow up, I'm sure that if we right. offered you 100,000 USD, which is what, about 50 kroner, uh, you wouldn't turn us down. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't turn it down. Then I would say great, and then I would. Uh, but that would be the money for part of the community. Then so start something up. Right, because so far as I know, none of us are actually after becoming wealthy. We we don't care about that in that way. Um, like no, absolutely not. Like me and Ike, we're we're so into this. I haven't sat down and done the math, but just off the top of my head, I can tell you that we have about twenty thousand USD cash already invested in this, and that's not counting our rent and our living expenses. That's just stuff that money that we spent on books, on uh, on the basic equipment that we have. Uh, it, these books are the 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 price on them rack up really really fast. Some of them are really old and there's no newer copies we obviously go for the the lowest expense optional but some of them are pretty expensive and we've got uh just at a ballpark about twenty thousand dollars wrapped up into this not to mention the man hours the man hours is just i, I don't even want to do the math on it i'll probably just sit down and weep bitter bitter tears if i did the, the value of the man hours involved in this and that's just me and ike that's not counting the hours that Hans has put in, the hours that uh, McThunder has put in digging through um, through Celtic lore, the, the hours that um, uh, Cam has put in digging through Welsh lore, or, or Miobi, or Hailstorm, or, or you yourself, because you, you've given us information. All, it takes time. So I, yeah. there's, there's, this is not a joke. 
this is going to happen or it's not going to happen, but we're not going to stop trying. We know what happens yeah. if we just sit on our ass and say, well, maybe somebody else will do it. Nobody else is going to do it. Without exaggeration, we are busy with this every single day. Every single day. And I mean, guess what? We don't want to do anything else, though. This is a worthwhile pursuit. It really is. I mean, yesterday, as a matter of fact, um, um, Ike, was, uh, Ike got me to go. Just We just went to the park to play. Uh, walk around. The idea was that we was going to spar a little bit. We ended up not sparring, just ended up enjoying being outside and away from all the buildings and traffic noises. But he had to push me to do it. That's that's how used uh, used to working all the time I've gotten is I start I found myself doing this thing. Well, well, let me finish this thing up. Let me work on this a little bit. Let me do this thing over here. I got to check on this thing over here. And he he actually started laughing at me. He's like, when I have to talk you into playing, you probably need a day off. Because most of the time I'm yeah. working on this stuff for the most part from the time I get up until the time I go to bed. Ike's doing the same thing except for when he's when he's at his uh, labor job. He's he's working on this stuff. I, even if we're doing dishes, we're still thinking and talking about, well, how can we do this? How can we better present this thing? What kind of information should we do with this? We've got all these these bits and pieces of information. What can we do with that? to better present it to the people, to help the people to generate money for the Welder Homes Project. Uh, all this, we, we don't stop, ever. We just, Even when we right. was at the park yesterday, we, we went to the park, we walked around for a while because there's, uh, I don't know, a whole bunch of path trails. And that's all it is. is it's a freaking park, but it's the one that looks more wild. And we were still talking about this stuff while we was doing that. We don't stop. We don't have an off button. Because we actually care about this. We actually care about our people. We actually want to help our people. We want to offer a lifeline to our people. And especially the ones that are are they're, they're stuck in these cycles. And no matter what they do, they, they can't get out of it short of just getting lucky. There's a reason why the lotto generates so much money. It's that hope. These people, they're in a hopeless position. And I don't consider consider us to be living in poverty um, because I know what poverty actually is. I know what it's like to be without a roof over your head, food in your belly. If I got a roof over my head, food in my belly, I'm doing all right. And then I got the, the added bonus of having the internets. So I don't consider consider myself to be living in poverty. But there are a lot of people that's right up against that hard line where even when they get sick, they then have to do the math. Oh, well, I cannot go to work today. So how do I juggle my meals so I can keep the roof over my head? Do I pay my rent or do I pay the electric, the electric bill? And these people, they're working on average over 40 hours a week. It's just straight time the whole way. If you work for, if you work 20 hours for me, 20 hours for Harold, 20 hours for Hans, and we pay you the minimum amount. Uh, uh, each one of us pays you the minimum amount. You're putting in 60 hours a week for the minimum amount of pay. Are you lazy? Or are you putting in 60 hours of labor every day for the absolute lowest price that anybody can pay you? That's position. 
many of our people find ourselves in. And when we end up, like I was watching a a stream, um, trying to get up on on news and current events and and whatnot, because it it does good to look up once in a while and see what's going on in the world. (sighs) Couple, couple rich guys sitting there talking about how good poor people have it. And oh, these people, they're trying to write books. The one guy made money off from a bunch of book sales. The other guy is complaining about people trying to do YouTube videos. He made it big off from YouTube videos. Poor people, you got it good. Just keep doing what you're doing. And if you don't like it, just pick up and move. Just get a piece of land out in the country. How many of us here, show of hands, can, the, you know, Harold doesn't count because you, you've already got <laughs> land. Um, but how many of us here um, rent? And then how many of you can just just go out and get a piece of land? Like tomorrow. Or next week. Or next month. Or in the next six months. I'm willing to bet you that only a one or two hands went up, maybe. And since our audience is so small today in the live stream, I have a feeling no hands went up. How many of you can afford to um, actually take a vacation anywhere, even at home? Just, no, I'm just going to take two weeks off and I'm just going to stay at home. Most of us can't even afford to do that. But what we can do is throw our, our little nails on the pile. Our, and it's war, so Minutemen works too. We can send our little Minutemen out to form an army to actually make something happen. We can send our little nails, our little two-by-fours. We can send out our little dollars, start piling up a pile so that something can actually happen for our people. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, even if you had the money, I mean, I had, I had quite a good amount of money for several years. Um, most of it was spent for starting this um, company now, but also for about two years, I was just living off the money very cheaply to go to school for blacksmithing and for wilderness guiding. And, uh, but I was looking actively, you know, for many years for a small little homestead that I could buy. But even when, you know, I went to visit several of them and started bidding on several of them, but always someone with more money wanted it more than I did. Or not wanted it more, but they had more money to put into it. So even if I wanted, and if if I really, really tried to buy something, I couldn't, even with the money, buy something. So, yeah. And it was not a bad amount of money. It was quite a good amount of money. Right. So, uh, uh, not, not an easy thing at all to get out of that rabbit hole. Right, and that, then you got these fools. They're so far removed from, from reality. They think everybody can do this. They think, well, there's empty houses out in the countryside. Just go move into one of those. Won't cost you anything. Right. Yes, it will. It'll cost you your life. You will go to prison. You can't just do that. And yeah. especially because of of because we're hyperboreans, oh, everybody's going to call the cops on us. Everybody. Uh, I, I was so mad last night after watching that, and I couldn't even watch the whole thing. I just got up to where they started being really ridiculous with it. Uh, and I was saying, I would like to take one of these people, remove their bank cards, leave them with their ID even, so that they don't get arrested on that. 
and with nothing, just drop them off in a small town and say, show me how it's done. Because they're acting like yeah. this is everybody has access to do this, that you can just do this. No, no, you can't. We have to work together. We have to, even if it's just small things, you, you might not be able to build an entire house yourself, but you can afford a nail. You might not be able to build an entire house yourself, but you can afford a two by four. Yeah, but well, it's not even about that. I mean, you can help your your next community fellow to to build his house, and all of a sudden he has really really good housing, uh, efficient, and it was cheap, so he has no no debt on the bank, and and running the house is one third of the cost of what he had to rent for before, meaning that it's, he can bring in more money to the community. If you know if your neighbor is prosperous and we are a sharing community, then you're gonna be you know, be uh, beneficial, having benefits of that also. So, um, yeah, it's uh, about chipping in somehow. And uh, I, I think a, lo a lot of a lot of it goes for that people, uh, for me, it counts very much if people are willing to work very hard and they not only work very hard, but they constantly, you know, continuously showing that dedication. That makes me want to have them close to me. So mm -hmm. I'm going to tell them that, hey, you know what, buddy? You've been here on the farm so much for the past year or an, uh, or even two years. And you've been showing this, this and that. Like, I'm going to see, I, we have capital. So we're going to fix a tiny house for you that you can live in for free uh, until you have saved up your money to build your own house. And then that tiny house can be used for the next couple doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Because if if some of us has good amount of money... That's not an issue. That's just beneficial as long as we are considering the wider community and not only ourselves and our own families. Uh, but of course, that's what we should do first. Focus on yourself first to see if you can get to a position that may may include that you help someone else uh, for also your own benefit. Uh, but that's kind of, I think, the way to go. Uh, slowly but surely, step by step. And it's very hard in, in life to predict what's going to happen. So just like on the farm, <laughs> very right, hard well, to predict. <laughs> so, so you just, you just got to take one step at a time, go forward. Possibilities is going to open up. Possibilities is going to close to the left and to the right of you all the time. You just have to be observant. You have to be diligent. And you have to be very hardworking. Hard work usually pays itself or pays off. Right. Well, and um, Finn Rice, he, he says that sounds like I'm addicted to work. And in a way, I am. Um, but it's not work for the sake of work. It's it's work. I'm addicted to trying to help our people. That's the work that I'm actually addicted to. I want our people to do well. I, we need to start getting together, if for no other reason than our own sanity. We need to return yeah. to our nature, and that's why I work my ass off all the time and, and this i have my real name out there i have my face out there i have my freaking address out there this is how you should know i am genuine i am upfront, like same way real name real face real address we're not living in fear we're and we put these out there so that people know that they can trust us this is a very real thing that we're trying to do and we're all in. We're doing what we have to do as as we move along. And shoot, our plans have changed 
a couple few times along the way. We've already accomplished the impossible with the with the uh, Europe and Diaspora magazine. We was told that that will never go anywhere. That will never do anything. It'll never see print. Nobody will ever read it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, um, yeah, it, it took us roughly a year for it to hit print. Why? Because we care. Because we keep working working at it. We, we're pushing. It, it does get hard. And sometimes we run out of... Um, so, sometimes it does feel like you're swimming up a waterfall. But we're not going to stop trying because we believe in our people. Because we love our people. It's the same reason how come... Well, we don't have the, the massive audience that some of these other people have. And the reason why is because we actually care. We're not going to tell people, oh, you're you're just fine the way that you are. Say these words and aren't you such a good boy like some of these other people do. We're not going to give false hope. We're, we, we've examined the situation. This is the only way that we're going to do well. How many other people out there say, oh, yeah. Here, say these words, but be careful about saying them out in public and don't do anything. It, these words, they're very powerful, but you must say them in the shadows, in the corners, in whispered tones. And by the way, we can't afford to get together or actually do anything because then we'll get attacked and people will be mean at us. And, and this isn't a jab at one particular person out there. They all do it. All of them do it. Yeah. Well, it's it's just scaring people for, for uh, I wouldn't say for nothing. I mean, of course, you have to be considerate of that there's dangers out there, but uh, it's not like it's going to get better. Uh, in five years, it might be even illegal to create them, and if we already created them, then great. Then they can't do anything about it. Um, well, they probably could, but still. But, but then at the least we're together to do something about them doing something about it. Versus yeah, being sure. scattered all over, scattered all over the world, all loose and independent. Because yeah, now, yeah, exactly. When it, comes to, when it comes to groups who have the who have law in their hands and use it to whack people over the head, not to dispense actual justice, but to use it as a club to uh, bully and abuse people um, and steal from. Yeah, actually, basically legalize every crime under the sun. Uh, for themselves that is going you know we already see that it has been going on for years now and people just need to start accepting that it is the truth there is no getting away from it it's not fun it is uh, yeah it is scary it is uncomfortable but guess what if you run away from it it's gonna it's gonna catch up to you whereas if you prepare it may actually definitely stay away. That's the that's the strange um, uh, response in people. They believe that running away will do them good. No, because you will just be chased down. There is no running away. There's only standing up too. Standing up too means also that you stay away from pretty lovely lies. And you embrace harsh truths. Some people and one of those right. harsh, Go ahead. One, one of those harsh truths is that that uh, I think that 
there are also a lot of people that are very lazy. We think that things we, you know, expect that things are going to get served in front of us in certain things, kind of in, in our mindset. Not that actually people are actually thinking it actively, but subconsciously, that's usually what happens. And I mean, I, I somebody else will do it and then I can join in afterwards. Yeah. Right, sure. And I mean, I, I can also sometimes be of that mindset, you know, thinking that, ah, oh, well, I can rest, I can do this. And by no means you should overwork yourself, but there is always something we can do. And yes, that's don't that do I what found, I do. Found in life. Don't yeah, do what I just, do where I, where I work. Uh, my short days are usually 10 hours. My long days are usually 20 hours. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. I do it because I'm a glutton for punishment. <coughs> I, I, I have myself convinced this will pay off. So I push through. It's, it's not healthy for me in any way, shape, or form. Don't, you know, I'm not asking anybody to take it to that extreme. But we need to actually do something. Yeah. And if you are someone like that who really can be bothered to, to do some work on behalf of their people, um, fine. But then financially support those who are because it's not gonna fall in your lap and i mean the three of us at least i think we we at least agree is that when the time comes that upheaval really is unleashed you know beyond to what it already is um, so to say when when people are in need hungry sick uh um starving, whatever it's may, yeah, yeah, hungry and starving, what have you, whatever it's going to be, um, dehydrated, whatever it's going to be, if we have those communities, and we know that you're one of those people who helped, even if it's just financially, you sent your little Minutemen into the fray, so to say, yes, we will say, okay, you're thirsty, we'll give you drink. You're hungry, we'll give you food. You're cold, we'll or, set you next fire. Or even better yet, because... Here, here's the thing is... Go ahead. Real quick. But if you're one of those people who just sat back doing absolutely nothing, you couldn't be asked to even spread the word. We know who you are. We will find out by merit of not hearing about you. It's really that simple. Word goes around. We know people, you know, there are plenty who talk, uh, who take over uh, talking points that we came up with originally and everything. We know these people. We are aware. Big YouTubers, small YouTubers, uh, people who listen in, um, regulars of or underneath different, uh, what you might call, streams. We are aware. If we find out or if we know that you didn't do a damn thing, but you're going to be hungry, you're going to be sick or whatever, you, we may just say, well, tough luck, buddy. Should have helped. Should have done something. There are actually people who have earned it. And that is, that is also a reality. And I do think that everyone who has a sense of fairness can understand that. So what is the solution? Actually, help. Even if it's not actively committing to some sort of a task, you might say, that you put on yourself or help others with accomplishing. Yeah, just the financial support. And you'll be remembered for that as well. Well, we and it, 
if you do actually do something in real life, share it. Share it. This little bit of hope, uh, uh, share it. And that little bit of hope pays off. It pays off in ways that you can't expect for our people. If if you do that and you can afford a little bit more. And it's not about giving away everything that you have. It is not. One of my favorite stories of, uh, of, of one of the gods. Actually, there's several of them. The gods aren't actually giving people stuff. Uh, they are. But they're what they're doing is... Like uh, one of my favorite ones is Hala. She gives that that lady with the uh, with the kids that ball of yarn. She didn't just hand her a ba- bag of gold and go fuck off. She helped her. She gave her a thing that allowed her to help herself, to lift herself up out of out of poverty like that. In today's world, everything takes money. So, I guess uh, land. If somebody, well, I, I don't. I don't have any money to spare, but I have 160 acres. Here, have 60 acres. Well, f- f- that's better than money. That's better than money. And that puts us in a position where we can help other people help themselves. Gives us a place where we can get together and actually do something. Gets boots on the ground. Let's us start show- showcasing, yes, we are actively doing something. We have, we don't even have a pot to piss in. We go over and piss on that bush because we can't afford the pot. But we are doing something. We're not just freeloading. We're not just skating through life. We're trying to help people so that they can help themselves. And in many cases, unfortunately, this does actually take money, which is why we're selling the magazine. That's why we're writing these books. Um, because even I'm writing a book right now. I'm writing one on hospitality. What is it? What does it mean? What are the implications of hospitality? What aspects of life does this actually carry over into? Everybody thinks that they understand hospitality until they just read the part of the intro that I have. And then they're like, oh crap, I didn't understand hospitality at all. So we're we're actively trying to do something. Unfortunately, we're currently right now, we're swimming up a waterfall. But with your help, we can get up the waterfall. And once one person is up top, we can start helping everybody else up. What's As that? we're trying, though, it's, um, I mean, we have accomplished several hurdles already. We have. It's, it's obvious. You can actively check it out yourself. We are serious as can be, and we have made accomplishments. And guess what? People are very appreciative of it, those who take us up on what we have done thus far. For example, magazine is a big one. They bought it. They're very happy with it. Uh, got sold out there for a while. <laughs> and uh, Which there are more available now. So if you haven't got one, go get one. Uh, White People's Press. I don't have the link right handy, but uh, somebody might have it and might be able to share it. But it's through White People's Press. I didn't want to cut you off, but uh, we suck so bad at self... Uh, not uh, self-promotion that <laughs> I had to do it before I forgot. I'll quickly get the link. But yeah, uh, we are we are actually doing things, and so far we're able to take care of ourselves. So all this money is getting 
transferred over into the Wilder Homes Project. Part of the Wilder Homes Project is helping a South African get out of South Africa. Um, so one of the ways that you can help your people, if you're in Canada because it's Aethelwolf, he's trying to emigrate to, to Canada. If you can hire him as a, um, as a graphic designer or something along those lines, offer him a job. Go through the, the, the loop, uh, all the, the hoops that's set up in the way and get him a job in Canada. It'll fast track getting him to Canada and then all these finances can, again, be shuffled back over to, um, shuffle back over to actually getting dirt for us to stand on. When, mm-hmm. and currently right now, he's the one doing the, the layout for this next magazine. Uh, there was things that came up. Uh, we lost our old uh, layout editor, and Aethelwolf picked that up. So this next magazine, hopefully, it'll be set in the next couple days, we're hoping. And then it'll get to the publisher. The publisher will do the finishing touches, and then it'll be available. And then you'll be able to see the quality of his layout editing. The, the link is in the chat for those who are uh, uh, you know, live uh, with us here. And as for people who may want to check it out at another time, it's www.whitepeoplepress.com slash product slash Europe diaspora. And then, you know, volume one, number one. Or Dashes in between everything from Europe all the way to the last one. Europe dash diaspora dash volume dash one the number one dash uh, no short for number dash one. Yeah, uh, if you just go to www.whitepeoplepress.com, in you the can main, find it. If you, yeah, if you scroll down a little, you'll also see Europe and diaspora. The, the well, if you go check right now, you'll notice that. Uh, the next one is going to come soon. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Right, and I don't want to shit all over rich people, but uh, rich people, that there's people that's rich that don't even know that they're rich and or they pretend to be poor because they understand most of our people are not rich. And I've talked to some that's actively, they pretended to be poor. Oh, I don't have any money. I, I, I don't have any money. We're not begging. We're saying... Well, help help your people out. Do the right thing. You know it's the right thing. We're not asking you to give up all your wealth. But why are they pretending to be poor? I don't understand this. I, I really can't because I've always been the kind to help somebody out to help themselves. So why are they pretending to be poor? And, and here's the thing. If you make $100,000 or more a year, you're not poor. Most people live on a fifth of that or less. And that's here in America. So I'm going by USDs. If you make 100000 USD a year, you're not poor unless maybe you live in Beverly Hills. Or Manhattan, that you might be poor there. But really, then why are you living there? Do you actually need well, all that's that? The, and that's another subject. Yeah, that, that's a whole another subject. And it really irritates me because I've, I've gone through and we have some regular con- contributors. And here's the thing. Most of these people are living on less than $20,000 a year. Some significantly less than $20,000 a year. And they're, they're our biggest financial supporters. Why? 
It actually irritates the shit out of me. These are people that if I could, I would give them everything that we have for free. All the information that we have for absolutely no cost and be like, here, you, you, you work your ass off. You're trying to help your people. You're, you're a genuinely good person. You're trying to learn. You're trying to actually change yourself and get away from all this, this universalist way of thinking, all this modernity. Um, here, just take it for free. But they are our biggest supporters. And then at this point, I have to look at the people that make $100,000 a year and be like, why are these people people able to come off from something? Just just something. And we don't even ask them to. As a matter of fact, there's some of them, they do it even though we've asked them not to because I found out what financial state they're in. Mm-hmm. And yet you can't mm-hmm. even give five bucks? What the fuck is wrong with you? How pagan are you? That you can't even actually help somebody. Help somebody that's trying to help other people or actually help themselves. We're not asking you to to pay somebody's rent for the rest of their life. No, give them the opportunity to help themselves. Fuck, offer them a job. I don't care because there's people that's not even not even on our side. They they scratch their way up from nothing. Now they have money. I don't begrudge the fact that they have money, but they're actually helping people out. They're giving them jobs at fair wages, at fair wages to boot. They're not paying them the minimum to get them to do it. They're actually doing something. Why why are our enemies able to do this, but supposed pagans aren't? It makes me angry. It really does. Yeah, I, I I just don't understand that either myself. The shamelessness of some of these people too, when they... Well, maybe, is it worthwhile to get into that? We've sure. just heard some outrageous excuses that these people who <laughs> make over 100,000 a year, who then have the audacity to say unto those who, you know, in a, in a year's time, cannot make half that more probably mostly even less uh to say that they are um broke they have no money they can't afford it you know just just no it's impossible it's like what are you doing what kind of a lifestyle are you living then like is it uh, new shoes every week and not even just sneakers or whatever but like these what uh, serpent skin boots <laughs> Right. Instead of the twenty, instead of the the twenty to fifty dollar pair of shoes that most of our people run around in, they're they're wearing thousand dollar pair of shoes or ten thousand dollar pair of shoes. Um, somebody pointed out like there's um uh there's watching some self help YouTube channel or something and uh, kind of not in our sphere but adjacent to they they play off from our people and showing off some earrings that she bought that cost more than what most people make in a year. <laughs> it's uh, well, yeah, and these aren't necessarily our people, but uh, these non whites, these rappers, you know, claiming how horrible their lives are and what have you, and that's all the, the fault of Whitey. Yet, there they are sitting with golden necklaces in droves around their necks and golden, 
what is that called? Golden, uh, yeah, just golden rings and other kinds of trinkets. Well, and, and here's the thing: is we have these people in our spheres that have this kind of money. They might not have the golden teeth and the change and the 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 rings and whatnot. They might, but here's the thing: is if you're waiting for these people to come save you, they won't. They won't. We've had some of these people in and out of our speci specific sphere, where single-handedly they could have said, "Here, um, see what you can do with this." It's, I'm not even really going to miss it, but see what you can do with this. Just to test us. And yet they don't. These people are not going to save our people. They won't. So, it's going to take all of us. We're, some rich donor isn't going to come along and hear this speech and be like, Oh, you know what? These guys are right. Here, have $5,000. It's not going to happen. Definitely not the one that's going to be like, oh, man, yeah, I've been living a sham. Here, have $100,000. I know that you can buy at least a couple acres of land with that and at least get started. They won't do that because it's not in their mentality to do that. They think everybody lives like them, and if they don't, it's by choice. They think the dishwasher at McDonald's makes $100,000 a year. Or at least $50,000 a year. He has to make at least $50,000 a year. How could you live on less than $50,000 a year? They would poop themselves if they had if you took away their money and said, "Okay, here's $12,000. That's your 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 income for a year," which there's a lot of white people in America live on $12,000 a year or less. They would absolutely drop a brick. I can't even afford to eat for that in a year. Right. Where did I cut out uh, last time? Oh, I didn't even know that you cut out because I was I was just All ranting. Right. <laughs> I was just ranting. Right. <laughs> no, it was before. But I was I was speaking about that um, uh, when I thought I was live, but I was not. <laughs> uh, uh, just about that. Even you know, if if our people or some of our people have a very low budget, there's always way ways to try to find. There's usually opportunities everywhere around you of of you know trying to to um, you know uh, what do you say manage your economy in in a such a way that you can save a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't need to be much every month, but you know eventually after a few years, and that's that's the problem. You know people are you know it's it's very easy to get impatient with this because you wanna have things happening now, and you especially want to get out of such a situation. Well, and this is the reality. This is the reality of. The, the people that make uh, okay I'll be honest I make more than $12,000 a year but I, I I know just shit ton it is nothing to for me to walk out in this city and find a white person that makes $12,000 a year or less it is yeah. remarkably fucking easy these people might yeah. might maybe be able and they work their guts out they might maybe be able to if they go without all kinds of stuff and just live an actual Spartan life might maybe be able to save up a hundred dollars a year because most of the time these people are paying eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month for rent. Right, and that's and the last thing, time I checked, a thousand dollars a month for rent was twelve thousand dollars in a year. How well are these people living? Right, so so that's the thing that okay. So how can you get that rent down? 
can you find somewhere absolutely to not go, go into a to a you know community with people renting an apartment together with friends whatever it could be right um, which is which is what most people do most people like um the apartment is supposed to only have one or two people in it there's six people living in right. there. all of them living on right. almost nothing right so then then you're in a very bad situation um in in that regard so um we're probably a bit more lucky here over in, in Scandinavia, especially in, in maybe in Europe in general. Right. Well, and the reason um, why I'm but, focusing but on, try, on this just end try, of the... Trying to be optimistic and trying to, to you know, open up your eyes into into rethinking things of how you could save money or, or earn mm -hmm. money in such a way that you could actually save a bit of money. Right. Uh, which I know, these I are know the kind people of... in America that b built these tiny houses for 10000 uh, for, you know, $10,000. And they they've built a whole tiny house, and once you've done that, you have the you know possibility right. of moving anywhere in your house. Right. And uh, then you, you don't want to know how long cost. you don't want to know how long it took me to save up ten thousand dollars <laughs> in America, and I had a uh, what what's considered a decent job in the region that I'm in. It took me years, years, right, to save that up. It, it's just insane. It, it sounds easy to do. It is not. It is absolutely not. We got people in America living in their freaking cars. It's illegal yeah. to live in your car, by the way. They can pick you up and put you in jail and take your car away. We have all kinds of white people in America. Their very existence is against the law. And they're working. They're using addresses that they don't even live at because they don't even have a home because you can't get a job if you don't have an address. Right. It is a it is a freaking spiral and a trap that people get caught in, and I want to help some of our people that actually try. They they're aspiring to do something to get out of these, but even most of those they can afford a dollar, a dollar once in a while. But that's why I then turn around and focus on the other end of the of the extreme. And yeah, uh, Fenrith pointed out that a lot of people that make $100,000 a year, they don't consider themselves rich. That's for people with millions of dollars. People with millions of dollars a year don't consider themselves rich because rich is billions of dollars a year. And they forget that right. most people live on less than what they have in their in their freaking sock drawer. Right. And to those rich people, shame on you. Now, if you are in a position where you can do the tiny house thing, by all means, do that. It, it right. is it is an option if you're in a position to do that. But there's people that save yeah. up for years to build these tiny houses, which seems so simple. They save up for mm. years to build a tiny house to then find out that they can't live in it or to never actually actualize it because they, they get pieces and parts, but they can't actually put it together because they're missing money for some of the, the fundamental aspects of it. And then these things mm. got to be licensed, too. So it does seem like an easy, viable thing to do. It is, it, really, it isn't. And, and if it's viable in your country, in your state, and you have the access to do this, this is one way to do it. However, I understand okay. most people are not in a position to do that. Well, stay in a homeless shelter. Okay, because I've, I've heard some... Dystopia. It is. It, it is absolutely horrible, and they paint a big fucking smiley face over the situation most people are in and tell our people to be happy with it. We're not trying to lift 
or just give people stuff. And we aren't asking you to just give people stuff. We're asking you to test us. I'm challenging you to challenge us. If you have that, any kind of money where you can donate to Wilder Homes Project a few hundred bucks, see if we just use it for fri frivolity. Wait until that, because right now, when I checked just before the show, we've accumulated $299 on the Wilder Homes GoFundMe. Most of that is from one person. I haven't touched it. Um, still, uh, granted, that money is going to end up going to Eighth Wolf until either the time the the time passes where money is an, uh, a possibility for him, or um, he gets the hell out of there. But I haven't touched it. But a total of two hundred ninety nine dollars on the Wilder Homes GoFundMe. We have the 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 site up, um, which. We've added some things to it. We're starting to add some more things. I've juggled some stuff around so it's easier to uh, to navigate. $299. I would like to see it be $300 when the show is done. Just $1. Just $1. That's all that all that I'm asking. Just just one. Just if you have 50 bucks, just just one of those dollars to help your freaking people out. Send us one nail. One nail that we can put into a house. Granted, a dollar for a nail, well, that's about blacksmithing prices, I think, isn't it? Or 50 cents a nail. I, for, I don't know. I guess it depends on how fast you can make them. How big the nail is. So yeah, and how big the nail is. So, yeah. But just, just one nail. That's all that we're asking for. One nail. And this is so that we can actually help our people. And we're not, again, we're not trying to just give people stuff. We're trying to give them an opportunity to help themselves. We need the dirt. So, because really, the ultimate wealth is dirt and community, blood and soil, kith and kin. This is the ultimate show of wealth, not dollars. Unfortunately, you need the dollars to get the dirt, to get the soil. So, yeah, I, I mean, really, and again, the people that are actually helping are the ones that we want to be able to help. They're the ones that's actively supporting us, uh, getting the, uh, the Subscribestar uh, subscription, sending us a dollar here and there, um, buying, uh, uh, they're providing us with material to write about, with written materials themselves. They, they themselves are actually trying to help our people and don't care if they get anything back in return. Because these people that are actually helping us, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. That's why I'm able to help us, because I'm all right. I have a roof over my head, food in my belly, and I can talk to you online. As long as I can talk to you online, I have food on my belly, or on my belly, in my belly and a roof over my head, I will be fine. They aren't even asking for anything in return. It, it just blows my mind when the people that actually can help don't. And uh, right here, I'm going to cut for another commercial break because we've already worked up to we're yeah up to that point. Um, so here we go from the commercial break. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a thing, and we need to start working together. Nobody's going to save us. The government isn't going to come along and save us. 
Um, no rich person is going to come along and be like, oh, hey, I got too much money that I don't know what to do with. Uh, here, use use this thing or here's a shit ton of money. You help your people because I don't know what our people need. I don't know how to actually help our people. So here you do it. That That's not going to happen. We've already had these people that could have come and go through our circle. And do you know, guess how, guess how much they actually helped? They were there to help themselves. <laughs> I mean, none of them even wrote anything for us. Well, there, there was there was one that helped out a little bit, so I'll retract that. One out of a good, probably double handful, that I became aware of what their financial uh, situation was. And they was pretending to be poor. Oh, poor me. I can't do this. Oh, I would help, but I just can't afford to. I just bought this brand new freaking uh, whatever the fuck it is for $10,000. This toy that I didn't need. I spent $200 on a useless tool that I will never use. But it makes me feel special. That's what they're going to do with it. If we're going to make this happen, it's going to be the regular people that do it. And if you're in a position, please prove me wrong. If you're in a position that you can actually help and help substantially, prove me wrong. I want to be wrong about something eventually. And this would be the excellent thing, the, the most excellent thing to be wrong on. And yeah, Finrace, he's flinging out some, some stats right here about, um, about white poverty. Uh, we, we are actually, so far as I can tell, across the globe, the highest proportion in poverty. I mean, when you go down to these areas that's designed to help the poor people, and you got a, how do we word it, a person of color rolls up in a Lexus with furs and gold and got the iPhone, and then they take off all the fancy clothes, and they put it in their trunk and lock their trunk, and then go into the place that's designed to help poor people. What the fuck? White people don't do that. I've never seen a white person that actually did that. It's because we're not good enough at lying. And yeah, we should be able... Being a pagan is, is about making sacrifices. It's not necessarily about giving away all of your wealth. It's about helping people so that they... Get in a better position so that they can help themselves. So if you have wealth, use it for a better cause. I mean, you see it all the time. And I don't care if you brag about it. If you're like, oh, hey, I donated $100,000 to Wilder Homes Project. How cool am I? Fine. Fuck it. Go ahead and do that. All, we're, all you're going to get from us is thank you because we're pagans. And now we're going to use this to help our people. We're not going to use it to buy a new car. Because we don't care about that. And, and really, it it really irritates the shit out of me that I have to focus so much on money. Because honestly, I don't care about money. Never have. Never have given two shits about money or th 
status symbols. Haven't cared. What I want is for our people to do well. I want to get in a position where I can help our people do well. We can only do this together. Did I lose everybody? Oh, no. We're here. Oh, I got too impassioned. <laughs> yes, you got so impassioned that all of us else just faded in your in your passion. <laughs> but it, it's true. Uh, there's Nobody's coming to save us. The government won't save us. Some rich benefactor won't save us. Yeah. We have to start working together to save ourselves. Yeah. We're in a sinking boat. Some of us are going to have to take our fucking shirts off and plug the holes. Others are going to have right. to row to get us to shore. Somebody else is going to have to start bailing the water out of the boat because it's still sinking, even though people are sacrificing their socks and their shirts and their pants to plug the holes. We have to save ourselves. Nobody is going to save us. No, no one's going to save us. I mean, I mean, it's we're going to have to cut our own hand off, throw it up with a rope around the around the tree, and then grab our own hand and pull ourselves up. That is an interesting saying. That must be some <laughs> Swedish thing. <clears throat> but no, it's, it's true. Not a Swedish thing. It's probably just my sick mind. <laughs> but it's but, true. But yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's what's going to have to happen. And I mean, it's just, as I said before, like for us over here in Scandinavia, we, we will just, we'll just keep on pursuing with, uh, with our own here. And uh, if the project, you know, blooms then great then i guess uh, the years will be shortcutted into not so many years but otherwise we're talking about at least five seven years before we're gonna actualize something over here just because we cannot produce that amount of money uh, faster than that right because we have to run the farm here and everything you can get the money back that we invested. So. Which is part of why I'm now basically gambling with my money on the stock market. On the stock market. Trying to generate some kind of money. I know I won't lose it, but how much will I make? Because I'm smart enough, I understand it well enough, I'm not going to lose money. But how much am I going to make? And I hate, I, I hate dealing with money like that on that level. And yet, here I am doing it. I spend hours a day gauging, going back and forth across all the graphs and... And following news of, oh my goodness, uh, this this thing is going to come. The market's going to crash, so I sell now. Wait for the crash, buy in when when it hits the bottom, so that I make money on the way back up. Yeah, I'm doing stuff I hate doing. It is a massive sacrifice for me to sit there and play with money like that. I would rather actually. It, yeah, honestly, rather, I, I would rather go over to your farm on Sweden, not, in Sweden, not even get paid, help take care of your sheeps, um, and just basically, well, you can throw, cast your tent over there, and here's some food, because I'd actually right. be helping somebody. I'd rather do that hmm. than what it is I'm doing. I absolutely detest what it is that that, that I'm doing. Like right now, this whole two hours is saying, hey, people, we need to get together, pool our fucking resources, and make something happen because nobody else is going to do it for us. Nobody else is going to help us. 
I put up a flag yeah. and said, come join us here because then we can make something happen. And I look out and I see everybody just wandering off in their own directions, accomplishing nothing. Yeah. Well, we could, we could do something. We could move to Russia to Siberia where it can get 500 hectares for free from the government if you move there. Um per person so we could do that but i don't think anyone wants to move to gulag in in uh, siberia in russia yeah yeah no i don't don't think that that's a viable option either right well and then there's the issue of getting there Uh, because there are people that would go there but how do they get there because they can't afford to leave where they're at they can't afford Mm. to drive across town let let alone fly across the world and then Mm. walk to Siberia. Right, walk to Siberia, I think, is not so valid option either. <laughs> but, you know... And I don't think the Russians will appreciate you showing up at the border saying, Hello, I want some free land. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's that issue too. So there's a lot of issues with that. It sounds it sounds good, it sounds easy on the surface, but then when you start looking yeah. at the logistics of it, uh, yeah. well, all of a sudden, nothing is simple. Nothing is as no. simple as it seems. Even erecting a wall to to a barn, like I think that currently you're you're putting up a house, right? Yeah, we're putting up a, a barn, both a barn and an apartment actually. So the the um, second floor is an apartment for me and fi- my fiance, and then the downstairs is both a office for my mother's um, alternative medicine office and and for a slaughtery house, including a preparation kitchen for you know making preservatives as jams and. Stuff like this from the farm produce. Right. So, <clears throat> so yeah. So I can use the metaphor of putting up a wall. People say, mm-hmm. well, it's easy enough to, to put up a wall to a building because all you got to do is just you just frame the wall in and then you just push it up into place and it's done. Um, is it actually that simple? Absolutely not. It yeah. is. That's how you do it. But it's far more complex than what it sounds like. First, you have to have mm-hmm. something to stand it up on. Second, what are you going to attach it to? Hmm. Because I've never been in a place where, yeah, each wall is raised independent uh, one at a time, but then you have to brace that wall to lift up the other wall so that you can then attach the two walls, which will stand. Yo. But the one wall by itself, even if you nail it, even if you got the thing down to attach it to, if you don't brace that wall up, as soon as you let go of it, it falls over. So it's yeah. not as simple as just pushing a wall up into place. Hmm. Well, so it takes some preparation. Yeah, it takes some preparation, takes some time. It's always more complicated than what people think. Because I, I've noticed oh, yeah. this is something that's been been flying around. Well, it's so simple. You just do this. Well, it's simple. You just do that. Well, life gets in the way of simple. Hmm. <coughs> Yes, and then all of a sudden, when it is simple, you're probably going to find yourself a partner, and then life is not simple anymore, mm-hmm. because you cannot only consider yourself. So then you have another half of you that you have to consider, and um, that brings a whole other chapter to it as well. So that's benefit for actually young guys that they they can put so much focus onto, you know, generating. The, uh, economy that they need and they can spend so much time on things when they're single uh, as soon as you have a partner and, and you're starting to create a family uh, that time will be greatly increased uh, or decreased right 
Well, and to be honest, with with the first town, with Good Home, that's what we're planning on naming the first town in America. Um, when we do get the land, odds are it'll be a bunch of single guys show up. I understand this. A family might show up, but if so, th- that's just bonus. Odds are it'll be a yeah. handful of single guys with nothing to lose that will actually right. be willing to show up and risk. And then we'll build stuff. Right. We'll start building some stuff. We'll start showing it off. At that point, people more likely to to show up. It's like what I was saying with the, the big hump is actually getting the dirt. Getting the land to actually do something with. That is the big hump. Because I know if if we had, I don't know, 100 acres, 40 acres, 20 acres, it doesn't matter. Um, if we had some acreage and we was like, okay, now we have the land. We need to put up a building. Who wants to help us put up a building? All of a sudden, money starts floating. But yeah. on that concept of the land, nobody's willing to risk. So it, this is the hump. And really, every dollar counts. You hear it all the time from all these organizations. No no donation is too small. From $1 or $0.12, cents, if you got change, throw the change in there. No donation is too right. small. They're actually telling the truth. Uh, that's how they, they generate the millions of dollars that they do. But what are they doing with it? What are they even saying that they're going to do with it? And I think I've shown most of our audience... We're transparent. We're transparent. Like right now, our lemon balance, 6,992.74 of them. They used to be worth monies. Right now, they're worth whatever DLive says that they're worth because they used to be based off from a a cryptocurrency. However, thanks to the SEC, that went away. Uh, Let me see. I read off the amount that we have in the Wilder Homes Project GoFundMe, $299. We've gotten $0 for the magazine so far because they're, they're going to pay every quarter, and that still hasn't been processed yet. Um, let me see. I forget how much we've made off from um, the Subscribestar, I, I think 20 bucks or something like that. We don't even have enough people on Subscribestar to withdraw the money anyways. I think you need five, and we've got four. Uh, let me see. Uh, from Anchor.fm. Which I haven't withdrew any money yet. Even when I did the math and sent the money to uh, Wolf to show people I'm serious about getting Wolf out of um, out of South Africa. I haven't withdrawn any of the money yet um, from anything. So it's all just still sitting there collecting. But um, off from the Anchor podcast, in the last year we've made $129.70. Sounds like small potatoes, but guess what? We're several hundred dollars closer to where we're we're trying to get. If one of those people didn't, um, because we have three supporters on Anchor, if one of those people didn't support, we'd be down $5 a month, every month. So it adds up. And it doesn't matter, 25 cents, 12 cents, a dollar, $50,000 would be just fucking amazing. Um, you aren't going to get a position of status, but you will get a thank you if you want one. If you don't want people to know who it was because you, you don't want people knowing that you have money, just tell us. We'll just say an anonymous donor. All these things, they add up. It's just like feeding your sheep. Um, right. I'm 
I think that you have enough sheep where it's rather difficult to carry all the feed at one go, um, especially by hand. So you might have to make a few trips, but every trip it gets more and more and more until you're done. Yeah. So every little bit helps. Every every nail in in the the house helps stick the different parts together. Uh, every right. every board accumulates until you have enough boards to build a house or to build a ship or to build a whatever. Every militiaman sent to the main army reinforces the army. And I, I like that metaphor because I'm American and it gives me the warm, fuzzy feelings on the inside. Uh, oh, well, I've, I've, I've got this personal army of 10,000 people. Um, but I, I, I got to have my own personal guard. Well, I can spare a thousand to send to the main army that's actually fighting the main fight. They're the ones making all the noise. They're drawing all the attention. But I want to keep 9,000 of them just in case I inadvertently draw attention. Fair enough. That thousand, those thousand militiamen help. So, in other words, like the thousand dollars. Seems metaphors are, are people like metaphors. But every little bit helps. It really does. We don't need all of it at once. All that we need to do is just keep moving forward, and that's through sharing us um, to get the message out there. We're trying to actually build towns. There's Christian towns out there that get funded. In reality, the money ends up coming from the Vatican. And I don't care if you're Baptist. Your Baptist church gets a huge donation from the church. You're not getting it from the Baptist. You're getting it from the Vatican. Because all these little bits go back to the Vatican, just chase the money, you'll find out I'm telling the truth. They try to hide it, they, they, they spread the information out, but it's there. It all goes back to the Vatican, and then the Vatican makes, makes the donation in the same way. They just send it back, <clears throat> because, well, we need a Christian town in this area. And they'll build a Christian town. You don't think any individual person is sending them billions of dollars for them to have these billions of dollars in their coffers, do you? No. Most of it's coming from the bottom, from these people. Well, I got a dollar. I got 50 cents. Oh, crap. Today I only got three cents. Right. And I, and I think one of the things is that even if we're, of course, you're working hard, hard towards this goal of that... The Homes project will pay off, and 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 all of these things, and it will become reality. Uh, one of the more things that will make sure that it becomes reality is if people actually do that work themselves. As we said before, that do do not believe that that uh, that uh, there is only one solution. So you personally can take action into into working actively towards. Um, the solution yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, if you if you will bring uh, land to yourself and your family, and you have an extra, you know, you have enough land to just offer one family space, well, then you have done a good deed. Mm -hmm. um, it, or or it can be that maybe you can get enough uh, land and you have enough money to do a project of, of, you know, if you have the experience, you could build houses to then sell them to get a greater amount of money to then to then invest. Um, but if people just take their own responsibility of providing um, something for themselves uh, in that regard, you know, the future will reveal where you're going to go with it. Mm -hmm. So, and as long as you have community in, in the back of your mind all the time, 
um, your achievements will will benefit the community. So, yeah. Right, and that that's another way to get so that we can actually help our people is um, if you got 20 acres, for instance, because I know a few people that have 20 acres. They insist on squatting on that entire 20 acres. They use almost none of it. They just like have being able to say, well, I got 20 acres. Even though they never step foot on 19 and a half of it. Or they'll, they'll, they'll walk on it once every six months just to see what it looks like. If they was to move another family on there, and that family that has the 20 acres and this other family that's living there, they work on something, they, they share the, they, they, they reap shared rewards. Well, now both families are doing all right and they can help out a third family. And right. on and on and on. And that's kind of the position that, that we're trying to do. So, yeah, if hmm. you're in that, if you're in a position like that, look around, find somebody that's, not worth well worthwhile but don't look at their financial situation because money does not indicate the worth of the person <clears throat> i mean how, how many people would say bill gates he's a great guy <laughs> he's got all kinds of money i mean he he shits money he shits more money than you or me will make in a lifetime every time he goes poop he makes more money than we do that doesn't make him a good person. That doesn't make him a hard worker. Because there is a certain point where the wealth just, really? You just can't spend it fast enough. You're not even actively trying to do make money. Just the money makes more money. Well, where does this money come from? From the fucking bottom. It goes from the bottom to the top. Yeah. And one of the other things that can be a very important uh you know, subject to discuss is about that every, uh, in your case, dollar that comes in, that how do you use that dollar to the maximum efficiency? Because uh, doing the right investments at the right time uh, in the right equipment or in the ra right landscape or whatever it could be is crucial. Um, so that's another aspect that people, when you, when you do not have the um, knowledge or the understanding then it's very good to seek counsel of those who does uh, because you can save all that hard work, you know, hard earned money um, that taking you years to save up and, and uh, th they're going to help you in the most efficient way possible. Uh, and hopefully that is going to be people from our own community in the future that can, that can guide people into making good investments that's not only beneficial for themselves, but also benefits the wider community. For instance, it can be sawmills for uh, for uh, producing your own house if you have your own forest. Um, but maybe they don't have the you know knowledge of how to cut up uh, timber. But there's another uh, guy who has that knowledge, and as long as they do the investment, he can teach them how to, and then he has free access to the sawmill that he doesn't own himself even though he has the knowledge. Right, which is one of the things that we talked about with... Um, um, hold on. I, I'm typing at the same time because I had to take down a note. But, um, yeah, that's one of the things that we talked about with, like, starting a town. An individual doesn't need to own the sawmill. The town itself can yep. own the sawmill. But that's communist. Yep. Well, I guess, but no, not really. 
Because anybody, if the town owns the sawmill, and then say you, me, and Hans work there, we get paid for working at sawmill. It's, it's, or we can possibly use some of our time to cut our own lumbers to build our own stuff. So both these things are possible. So, um, oh, crap, there's even a term for it. It's where um, the employees actually own the company. Um, it's not profit sharing. It's uh, right. It's like uh, corporation. Yeah, yeah. Something. Co-op. Yeah, it, I uh, think that's actually what the technical term is for it. And most co-ops now are corrupt as fuck because everybody's worried about making money, make and right. making money for themselves rather than making money for everybody that's involved. And some of the co-ops right. are run very well because the the people on the floor can fire the person sitting at the top and vice versa. But that's communism. No, no, that's not. That's actually capitalism at its freaking finest. But well, and not only that, I mean, you can just create a, you know, limited company. I don't know if it's working exactly the same way in the States and Sweden, but you can just create a limited company that could be, uh, you know, in... Uh, in the possession of these uh, assets, for instance. Mm-hmm. So, and and everyone's part of that. Um, or you can make even make it here in Sweden. You can make it into an organization, and the organization is owning owning it. So it's it's what we would call a kind of, you know, it, it's it's not a profitable. The the organization is not there for profit at all. Right. But Actually, it, um, it, all it these things are possible. To invest in the community. Right. Yeah. Uh, and just to answer your question, yes, all these things are actually still possible in the U.S. It just depends on which direction you take to get there. Yeah. <clears throat> so th- these are possibilities. And as you can tell, we've talked about this stuff before. Well, how can the community generate generate money? But so can uh, who's the last person to speak besides myself? Well, I'll use Celtic Britain because he just donated four ice creams. Uh if Celtic Britain lives in good home, how can Celtic Britain make money for his family while still also helping out the community? This is one of the ways that we could do it. Um, as far as agriculture uh, agriculture goes, there's like a hundred different ways that we've thought about doing it and how we do it ultimately depends on who lives there. One way would be sharecropping where everybody goes out and works and harvests and does all things for the agricultural part of it, for instance. And then when it's all sold off, you know, everybody gets gets a portion to keep for themselves for food. There's um, one of the potential op- options. Another one is we just sell everything. And then everybody that, that worked there basically gets a portion based off from what job that they did or um, or how much how much it was versus how much work, work was put in. How many days did you work there? How many hours did you put in? How much did you produce? Whatever. It doesn't. Those details don't matter until everybody is. We're willing to. We're in a position where we can sit down and and talk about the details, and see what game rules everybody's willing to work by. Once we know what rules everybody's willing to work by, then we can then pursue that plan. If it doesn't work, we can try it again a different way the next year. Yeah, and it needs to start, as we said, start somewhere. And same with the community. I mean, it's it's a very ambitious idea because 
it's not always easy to have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people around either because the more people the more complicated it becomes because people have opinions and people have ideas so um, but in the end of the day it's just coming down to that yeah if it doesn't work as you said then people just need to be open into hey we want to make this work how do we want to make how do we gonna make this work first and foremost we need to have communication communication with each other a constant communication about certain things and not only that everyone going into it into it needs to have the same expectations out of it and the expectations of every family should be heard before it's getting started or the individual starting it so that the uh, communal uh, you know uh, goal is the same so that everyone understands why it started how it will function etc etc then during during the whole running process everything will be you know uh, will the details will be regulated not regulated uh, they will be adjusted over time into fitting the community uh, to be as prosperous as possible right uh, exactly and unfortunately until you get until you have the land you can't get the people together until you get the people together you can't set up these communal rules but we can have an overarching goal because if somebody's working their guts out, I really I believe that they should be rewarded for doing that. They should they should get something that belongs to them. Um, Hans shows up and and he he does the absolute best job that he can and he works his guts out and he goes above and beyond. He he should have something that Hans can hold on to. It shouldn't just automatically belong to the community. But the community should be able to benefit off from Hans's work by, because they're, Hans is using the community's space. Or um, and the thing is, really, this happens anyways. You go to work, you pay city taxes. If you live in America, uh, you pay city taxes, you pay state taxes, you pay federal taxes. Right. So it's already happening. We're actually just talking about doing it at a smaller scale. So instead of paying this percent to the city. Um, yeah, you're, you're paying a, a smaller amount to the city. Mostly because you're not actually coming off from anything out of your pocket. It doesn't go into your pocket and then right, and then rubber bands back out. Yeah. And, and through that means we can grow each, each family can prosper or fail on their own. However, the odds of pro uh, prospering goes up because there's an actual community there. People know you. Yeah. People are more willing to help you if they know you. Yeah. And as I said before, just pe people, every everyone's listening and everyone who will be listening, that do things actively yourself. Like figure out what you can do to help yourself that then would lead you to a position where you can help others. So, as I said, for instance, when we will get our own land, we will be able to offer space uh, for someone to build their house, for instance. Meaning both building material, because we will most likely have forests. So the, plot, the space where they can build their house will be forest, they can cut it down and use it for the house. But not only that, I mean, we will be positioned already, we will be there. Meaning we have fruit trees, we can propagate fruit trees and we will have hundreds of them. So they can come to us and they can get them for a very, very, very cheap or even for free. They can get berry bushes and all of these things. And that's usually things if you go and buy them yourself. 
I mean, it's it's very expensive to just get all of those things going. Um, well, and just, just, right, right here, just getting animals, for instance, and we could offer them animals for like rabbits and chickens and so on for for a very affordable price or even for free. Right. Uh, well, and, and here's something that I want to mention too, because I bag on mono. Well, everybody bags on monocroppers a lot um, because it's easy. But we uh, through a community like this, we'd be able to do something that these these big corporate farmers these well they're not big corporate farmers actually they're just families that have a lot of land and they get stuck in this this cycle um they've tried doing this where i don't know something with the strawberry market for instance this is the last one that i'm aware of it, there's probably been others but they cannot sell their their strawberries for whatever reason to protect the price of strawberry sales it, it doesn't matter what the why is they tried giving their crop away they're like you just come pick the crop and you can have all these strawberries that you want do whatever you want with them it's yours the 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 state stepped in and said nope you can't do that why because you're an industrial farmer right so then the strawberries ended up rotting we on the other hand because they'll be private will be able to to do things like that and that's kind of what you're talking about, like for, well, you, you might be able to get the, the, the fruit for free. Well, you right. just come pick it. You, you can have it because we can't sell any more of it. We've done everything that we can do with it and there's still fruit. Come pick it. You, you As a private person, you can do that. At least here in the U.S., I don't know the rules in Sweden. Um, so hmm. maybe industrial or uh, not industrial uh, farmers, but... Um, the business farmers. Business farmers might be able to do it there. Be like, uh, hmm. yeah, we've sold all of it that we can sell. They won't let us sell anymore. Just come get it. But here in the U.S., when you got these these big farms, they can't do that. We could do that and actually help the help out a local community. Because yeah. who doesn't like helping? And really, are you actually helping them, or are you just not getting in their way of them helping themselves? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's mainly what we want to do is is that's what I also like to do is to find people that want to help themselves. So I I am not up to try to find someone who will just chip in on all my hard work, and then coming up and being like yeah, and then just gonna be a lazy bum, uh, laying around on the on the farm, um, eating produce uh, because they can. It's like nope, that's not how it works. Right. Yeah, we want hardworking people. We want people that appreciate this opportunity that's been given to them because you're going to be my neighbor and I'm not going to spend my life and my life's resources on land uh, and on space uh, for people uh, that I do not like. So it's not in my situation. It's a bit different because, of course, uh, it's going to be my private land. So, right. And I allow the community to live there. But. They also need to be individuals that I feel that these individuals are working to be an exception. Right, which is just another way of going. That's the right values. Right, which is just another way of going about what we're what we're talking about doing with, with Wilder Homes. Basically, we're talking about doing the same thing just on two different scales. Right. So yeah, we're going to have to take a slightly different tack to it than, than you do. And in the in essence, oh, yeah. what you're talking about is the same thing that I was talking about way earlier of. The community needs to protect itself from the individual, and the individual is protected from the community. 
Hmm. Because uh, in your in your case, you're offering up a community, but you're yeah. you need to protect the community from. And let's face it, we have some lazy people amongst our uh, amongst our our stock that would just try to lay about on the farm and just eat all the free food fruit and then uh, <laughs> whine about freezing in the winter time. We do have these people that's in our bloodstock. So how do you protect the community from that individual? Uh, which is basically what you're talking about. You're not you're not going to let that person be there because they're they're a bum. However, yeah. most of our people aren't like that, so the risk is low, but if if somebody thinks that they can get away with it, it's going to draw in those kind of people. So that's why the protections that we was talking about with Wilder Homes, and that's actually why you're talking along the lines that you're talking about. We're talking about the same thing, two different approaches, because it's two different circumstances. Yeah. Absolutely. But bo both have um, circumstances that are applicable for, for both uh, of the um, situations, so to speak. Right, and with so, like with your egg farming thing, had you been in the U.S., um, the egg farming thing would have went swimmingly. Uh, and it's oh, just yeah. it's just simply because of the difference in the laws. Here, you have to oh, wash yeah. them. There, you can't actually wash the eggs. Yeah. So a difference in laws in two different countries, what should have worked didn't work. Uh, although. Yeah. Uh, had you had it the, worked, the, but it's not as good as it should. Right, <laughs> um, and it, uh, some of that was actually a limitation of um, of finances. So yeah, because like the big industrial companies there have no issue with that. They just expect this much loss in period because it's just not worth cleaning them, so they just throw them away because they got tens of thousands of chickens to produce the eggs they have the the setup they yeah. don't give two shits about the chicken so long as the chicken is shitting out eggs right <laughs> and, and it is legal in sweden to wash eggs but it needs to be by specialized machines and the cheapest one you can get uh, for the smallest one is about five thousand dollars right and then you're gonna have to have that and then it not only brings the machine and the machine but it brings even more money in paying for every year inspection and for even more regulations. In right, so the, the situation that you was in, it just wasn't viable. Um, so yeah. again, therefore, laws are what got in the way. Here, on the yes. other hand, um, yeah, pretty much it's, you can use those machines, but I know people that, that sell eggs, those machines aren't actually required. And again, it's right. just the laws. Yes. So you do... Different things in different areas because you have different situations. Same thing that, oh, yeah. and this will apply across the board. You, um, there's a military term. I can't remember what, what it is now. Something adapt and overcome. Um, mm. Crap. I've, I, I forgot the first word again. Um, but yeah, you have to be adaptable and, and pretty much that that's all that there is to it you have to be adaptable to overcome it, which is exactly what you did you're, you're just like oh well this isn't working i'm not going to give up i'm just going to try something different rather than yeah. continuing to try the same thing over and over and over again and repeatedly being like on the edge of failure or just inside of failure <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, yeah, and exactly. especially because you're like one guy, you can't afford to be um, uh, scraping eggs for 12 hours a day. No. Can't do that. I mean, maybe if that's all that you did, yeah. But then who feeds the chickens? Because you're too busy yeah. scraping shit off eggs. <laughs> yeah, we can say it like this: that both me and the family home here, they they're quite uh, tired of uh, cleaning eggs. Yes, yes, it's a and shitty people job. People are throwing up when they see eggs. <laughs> they're just like, oh, I hate eggs now. So we we uh, we are focusing on producing uh, uh, chicken meat instead. So well, broilers, pastured right. broilers. And then and then there's another set of rules that you're gonna have to follow for that, which is why you're setting nope. up this this part of a building. But it's actually more in uh, the realms of uh, uh, reasonable for you versus the the egg setup. Oh yeah, it's much better, and I would recommend anyone going into the farming business, small scale, to go for uh, for the chickens instead, uh, just for the simple reason that I'm gonna work for six months a year to get a full time salary, uh, because I'll do all my produce in six months, and then it's over. Uh, the other six months I can rest, uh, feed, feed cows during the winter, and and blacksmith, and you know, focus on other things. But the income from the for the farm and for the personal economy is done within six months which is very much optimal um, it leaves a lot of room for um for creativity well i want to thank uh, celtic breton because he gave me the word that i couldn't remember it's improvise adapt and overcome hmm. which is effectively what life is it's you have to improvise right. you have to ad adapt so that you can overcome all of life is, is, is that way. And uh, we're right at the end of the show. And uh, you're going to try and show up every Tuesday now, right? Try. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's a try. <laughs> I know that you're that's supposed to show up last Tuesday. I know that you was trying to do it last Tuesday, but uh, stuff got away from you. I just imagined you chasing, yep. chasing sheep while uh, having uh, Saxity sax play in the background. <laughs> or yakety sax. It's usually something like that. Nothing makes anything funnier than that song. That's it. That's all that you need. That and speed and a half. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're right at the end of it. So if we want to say our goodbyes, we can get out of here. I can spend. Uh, yeah, and then I can get this up on the podcast for people that didn't make it to the pod uh, to the live stream and or to uh, catch the part that they missed. Han's still here? He's been quiet for a while. Yeah, I've been mainly just listening along. <laughs> uh, I have not that mu as much farming experience as I wish I have. Uh, very limited, unfortunately. <clears throat> but it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting for me to hear this as well. So, yeah, I'm not going to budge in then. <laughs> yeah, I um, guess I'll uh, say my goodbyes for now. Yeah, guys. To all of you, um, things are going well. We are well on our way. Uh, the magazine again, the, the Wilhelms project, uh, there are people who are jumping in. There is also uh, a lot of people who provide personal initiatives who have approached us, who have come to us, and they kind of want to align themselves, you know, by adding, for example, uh, more stories for the magazine and what have you. Like, books are being written at this rate by accident almost the enthusiasm is so great 
And, and of course, got to remember, Wolf were over halfway in giving him the money to get him out of that uh, danger zone that he lives in. Things are going well. But we're counting, you know, when it, what it really comes down to is maybe we should have said that sooner, but we're counting on you who is listening. Seriously, not kidding. And we do speak about everyone. We want our entire people to do well. But that can only be for the people who, uh, you know, who join the initi initiatives that are going on already, supporting it in which ways they can. You know, spreading information, uh, saying hello to us. And actually joining up, we just mail us, and who knows where we can help you get going. And you know, then there is also, of course, yeah, the, the financial aspect of it all, which is the reality, whether we like it or not. And of course, what only makes sense is when we have that communal ground for people. Well, or you know, you want to. You want to approach guys uh, like Harold who say, you know, I have private property and you can live on it, provided you do you know, do your part, which I'm certain is all something that gets agreed upon before you join in, well, before you go there. Well, all of that, all these opportunities, jump on them and you will be remembered for it. That's a promise, a promise <laughs> that all of us probably will keep. We will remember you for things done right. No, there is no great savior out there that's gonna bail us out. We have to do it ourselves. And I think we've already shown that what money we have been given, it won't have influence over us. We have sent people with a lot of wealth packing. Why? Because they wanted to buy us, wanted to bribe us. And we said, no, go away. And what money we did earn, we immediately give it away to someone of our own who is in need. That's the spirit by which we should go. That's the spirit that's going to see us through. And all else is all of us understanding that you yourself have to be part of that. Just as certain as we have decided long ago to be part of it. And that's uh, what I'm going to finish with today. I mean, you all have a good one and bye-bye. Harold and the Sheepman, you want to say any goodbyes or did you already bail? Sometimes he does. No, I have not bailed. All I'm right. here. Bailing oh, season's um, not for a few months, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh... What do I have to say? Last words. I mean, I've, I've been speaking speaking too much already. Uh, no, just uh, I would encourage people to uh, whatever, um, uh, whoever you are, it's uh, it's just good for you to it's healthy to look up around you to start seeing opportunities that are around you. There's usually opportunities more than sometimes. Um, you know, easy to see. Uh, the most obvious things, um, of course, is is always present, but there might be other things, alternative things, that you have not yet seen. And just being able to alternate your mind into finding solutions um, can prove themselves be very beneficial. And I want to encourage people to also um, to show their devotion, to show their uh, dedication 
to themselves uh, that hard work does pay off. Uh, it won't always, of course, or uh, sometimes things go to shit, but I think that usually it does uh, pay off with hard work in one way or another. It might not be in the way you expect it to, but it's probably going to come along anyhow. And uh, so keep on pushing and see what you personally can do to bring yourself uh, closer to, to a community or to creating the community yourself. Find good people. And finding the good people is very important. Uh, see what people you can find in real life if you haven't done so uh, that so far. Uh, that you can create contact with and, uh, and start speaking about having these um, visions with and so on, and it might be with Wilder Homes projects that you have that community, or it will be uh, with your own small project that um, an opportunity arises. So stay stay on the on the hard path and and um, strive forward. And I'm going to assume that was him saying goodbye. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I want to thank everybody for sitting through this this big long rant. I hope that it woke you up to some of the possibilities, some of the the trials actually that we have to face and overcome. So thank you for sitting through this, listening patiently or impatiently, but thank you for uh, for listening or hearing us out. And uh, yeah, nobody's going to save us. We have to save ourselves. And remember, as always. We are the gods of the future. Many people are aware of the problems at hand already, especially considering recent global events. We are beyond the point of seeking sustainable solutions, but require instead regenerative solutions. These solutions are found in the form of permaculture, food forests, and other traditional farming methods. Our overall goal is to build and reconstitute communities on these lands, healing the scars left behind to show it can be done, and to bring these methods home to you. With your donations, we seek to purchase land so that we might return these places to their rightful place. With your help, we seek to restore the balance of man and nature, not separate, but together in harmony. To get more people to listen, to see that the solutions we offer and have been offered for a very long time are real, requires physical proof. From the private citizen to industry, the smallest creature to the largest, wild or domestic, we believe we can all work together to make this happen. Together, we can bring nature home. Oh, thank you.